up guys welcome to spirituality podcast my name is peace and today we have a wonderfully talented co-host slash guest mir harris hello, hello. um as always we're gonna start with our gifts of gratitude and then i'm really actually so excited about today's topic because i feel like it's, ne it's needed right now in this time in society um and also the person that i'm talking like mia i love how real and raw you are so i'm glad to be having this conversation with you um so yeah three things i'm grateful for <sighs> i'm grateful for discernment mm -hmm. learned that's a true gift that i didn't have before and i didn't really know i needed but now that you have now that i have it and i use it i'm so grateful for the power of it yeah. uh, i'm also grateful for my daughter her usual, the best thing in the world. Um, and I'm grateful for just myself and who I am today in this moment and the work that I've done to get here. I'm really grateful for that. Because <laughs> it was those awesome. are solid. I would definitely add all three of those to my list. Yeah. Um, I think I have my handy dandy gratitude journal right here, funny enough. So Where I from where'd you get this um from? i don't know so i'm not even gonna lie like i have a knack for just finding really cool things like oh that's me like at the most random of places i think this was from a store um on melrose i want to say Ooh. but i was like oh yep and it was the last one. Ooh, that's i love that i love that <laughs> i love it that's for me um i'm grateful for quiet um i'm increasingly aware how much I love my alone time, which is, I guess that's like a twofer, um, quiet and alone time. I really love it. Um, I'm grateful for warmth. I know that that's something that's like kind of obscure or something that we don't really think of, but whether it's the warmth of the sun or like getting cozy in my bed um, to like get some rest. And I'm grateful for healing. Um, whether it is, I was sick over the past couple weeks and like the body's magical way to heal or the healing we do from traumas and micro traumas or, you know, just overall healing of spirit. Yes. The mind body is such a powerful, oh, it's so powerful. Like the body that I, the immune system in general is just like be, be doing its job and we don't even acknowledge it. It's literally fascinating. So this might be an overshare. So I had a infected tonsil and it like swole up to the point of like, I couldn't swallow and it was blocking my air pipe. So I had to go to the ER and it turned out to be this like abscess. And like, I'm like one of those kids that's like, ah, like look at it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, let me like dissect the things. Like, let me take a picture or whatever. And just watching it heal once the antibiotics kicked in, once they like drained it and all that, I was just like fascinated because they say that too, your mouth is one of the fastest healing yeah. parts of your body. Yeah. So it was just really interesting to watch like day to day, like how it changed and it, how the body just knows what to do too is also fa infinitely fascinating. Right, which is which coincides with things like yoga and like mindfulness and like yeah. list your body knows. You just your have to knows. really be in tune with is something wrong? Is something not right? Do I need to go get checked up? Do I need to stretch? Do I need to exercise? Do I need to hydrate? Like whatever. And so that that is an infinitely fascinating aspect of existence to me for sure. 
The power of the human vessel. Right? That part. <laughs> I love that. Speaking of body, today's topic is on spiritual hygiene because niggas out here need better spiritual hygienic practices. Um, <laughs> and I feel like we're at a time where there's an awakening. I feel it. I don't know if other people feel it, but I feel like at least there's an awareness of something greater and our responsibility to that greater thing, right? Um, but with that, I feel like it's, I feel like spiritual hygiene wasn't something A, that I learned about till I had to use it, right? Like there was nothing, there, I didn't even know it was a thing. Um, yeah. But just like, you know, we have physical hygiene, just like you wash your body every day, and brush your teeth every day. There are inner practices that keep your soul clean as you're on this journey of, of in a very dirty place, to be quite frank. Um, so I'm curious because you have a background in entertainment. I feel like you are in the depths of some dark stuff that can get dark. How do you navigate your own spiritual practice? First of all, your own awareness yeah. with other people's lack of awareness um, and the spiritual hygiene that you must implement on a daily basis. Yeah, you know, I think, I mean, it's, it's a learning process. I mean, to be perfectly frank, I was aware before the pandemic, but I feel like the pandemic and being locked in, right? So like one of the first things that I started to realize in terms of, you know, this very aspect is like being inside yeah. my unadulterated energy and not having energy vampires like yeah. every day, I was bouncing off the walls, like literally moved from the one bedroom of one bath across to the two bedrooms back because I was like, I need... Thanks. more space for this yeah and you that in itself was just such a, a a journey of discovery on like how people if you're not protecting yourself um if you're not paying attention to ritual to cleansing to clearing out um one of the other things that was just as kind of eye-opening for me was I went to Tulum and saw this healer and had like an energy blockage ceremony done and it literally felt like an exorcism. And I realized how much, you know, I was taking on from people and not clearing out regularly enough. Mm -hmm. um, so those two were, were pretty eye-opening for me. I think um, when it comes to entertainment or like, you know, dark energies at work, somebody said something to me recently, fairly recently, they were like, you know, regardless of your religious practices or what have you, I, I have a relationship with God, the creator, however you want to mm -hmm. articulate it. And she was like, you know, God's not the only one with the kingdom. And it kind of really brought full circle that idea of a lot of people talk of these things, love and light, spirituality, mm -hmm. faith, what have you, energy, and don't really, really study how they work, um, let alone feel on some level that they can manipulate them. When in reality, if you know anything about energy, it is about a flow. It is about working for it. And, it, and it's not even within yourself. It's not about, you know, eradicating one side. Like I hold precious this quote from Deepak Chopra that says that we're not flawed, we're complete. And in order to know your light, you have to in intimately know your darkness. And so I think a big part of that hygiene is, you know, it's cleaning, clarity, and, you know, 
confronting those things within i guess would be like the three c's of the three it c's. we love that yeah. like i'm like how do you bring this right because i won't ramble for days but yeah no cle- cleansing that spirit you know when you know when you've had an exchange or when you've had energy rise up in you that's not really conducive to where you want to be you might need to clear out you know what i mean you might need to light senses you might need to stage and open the windows that's another thing like people yeah. will do these things and not realize they're undoing these things you're staging with your windows closed it's coming right back to you right. right um the clarity i think comes from really sitting down maybe writing it out or having that objective friend like i have friends that i pray with that i have to say things out loud sometimes so i can get them because when they're swimming in your head you know you're going in loops you're you're playing in this the pandering to that and you know the confrontation of it it's not i think people add really weird connotations and negativity to words when in reality they just are they just are words i'm working really good so like you know the good and the bad of it is so subjective depending on where your spirit is and the confrontation of it is facing it head on instead of just kind of brushing it back or what people are now cause, calling toxic positivity where people are just, it's love and light no matter what, but you're not confronting things to grow through them. You're just kind of like shushing them under the rug or hiding them or just ignoring them completely yeah. until they kind of blow up in your face. And so I think that those, those three things have really helped me. Um, I think one of the things that often gets left out of this, the conversation is that it's very, very hard um, it's a constant upkeep. <laughs> a constant upkeep. It's a lot of yeah. feelings. It's a lot of, you know, growth in itself is hard. And so I think allowing yourself the grace and compassion to, to recognize that. Yeah. Oof. I like that. The three C's, cleansing, clarity, and comprehension. Speaking of clarity, I was like, googling like doing my googles and I was like what is spiritual hygiene like let me get an actual definition and there I came across um this article that describes it really well and then it gives some examples of poor spiritual hygiene and one of them was overthinking or debilitating mental traffic and you talked about getting things out of your head because sometimes we'll keep them in our minds and we won't give them a space so we can kind of free up some space in ourselves and also it allows us to see things a little bit more clearly when it's out of our head and it's out of our like mixed with our emotions and all of these things and then then you said toxic positivity actually had a an encounter with that and it's been a something that I've been grappling with in my life. Cause there was a moment where like, I feel like I was in a place where I can't, I finally understood I was exactly where I needed to be. And yeah. I feel like I was on, I was in an alignment, but then also things were happening and I was trying to remain in this, like I'm aligned, everything's fine. I'm aligned. Like this really weird positive energy as to not try to give energy to the fear that I had instead of just like almost vomiting the fear to get it out and then being able to process. And I had to really grapple with like, oh, it's because I live in a society that says like, if I actively address the fear or the quote unquote negative things that I'm not in a positive alignment, like that toxic positivity is so, I feel like it's so hard to find a balance within, right? Cause you want to, you want to remain optimistic. You want to remain in faith, but then things happen and real emotions happen and you know, you're human and life happens pretty much. Uh, what are some effects or some ways that you're aware that like, oh, I need to get my spiritual hygiene together. You had mentioned energy vampires. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people are picking up on that too. Like when you leave somebody and you feel just drained and tired. Um, I notice for me too, when I need to clear out, I feel very heavy. And, and to be honest, like, you know, I think one of the byproducts, you know, I'm somebody who has suffered from depression. I've survived a suicide attempt. Um, you know, I've survived a lot of darkness. And I think one of the things that it's left me with is, you know, kind of a, a more acute uh, awareness of when I'm going there, when I'm going dark. Um, and sometimes I need, you know, to be alone. And I, and I say all this to say, like, don't get me wrong. Some days you're just gonna want to be dark and you just need that. And that's fine. You know what I mean? As long as you make sure you don't let yourself stay there. Stay there. And if you're having trouble getting out of it, you do vocalize that to someone. I think, you know, another byproduct of toxic positivity is we have a lot of people holding a lot in because they don't want to lay down somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm always been that friend, which is, I think, part of why my, my blockage ceremony was so, so thick was because I've always been that friend to be like, Hey, I'm the friend you can go dark with. I'm the friend you can say those things that are scary to say out loud with. Um, I'm not afraid of them, but you know, I think it, it really does have to do with feeling what we were saying earlier in, and being in tune with yourself and being honest with yourself when you're not, you know, really feeling like yourself. Yeah. Um, therapy does help. You know, there are, I have like lists of my favorite things. I have playlist. I literally have a playlist called Set Spirit. And it's like 12 songs that no matter what mood I'm in, they just transcend me somewhere else. And it's like, you know, it's a mix of some gospel, it's a mix of some frequency stuff, and then just songs that really like reverberate of being triumphant through those moments. Um, Sometimes it could be clearing out, you know, items. I think a lot of us don't realize how much stuff holds onto that. You know what I mean? I, it's so funny. I don't know if I can like, turn the camera without like disrupting everything but even my plants like when I notice that they're drooping yes you know what I mean having sentient beings around like I used to be so terrified to be like I'm gonna kill everything but even now just having plants thrive around me it's an indicator yeah Um, they feed off the energy of you and it's it's a reciprocal I be telling people if you don't if you can't keep plants alive it's because you don't listen Plants yeah. force you to listen. They force you to listen to life's greater messages. They yeah. force you to pay attention. Even if we're so, because sometimes we can get so like lost into what we're doing that we don't see that we're off. Yeah. But a plant will be there to be like, nah, your energy's off. <laughs> you need a, you He's need like, a. Why are you drooping? Because you're drooping. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You had mentioned being the friend that, who's not afraid of darkness. And that is a, I want to let people know for for if they are that friend or if they are the person who leans on friends like that, that that is a task. Um, What are some hygienic practices that you implement when it comes specifically to relationships? That's um, a different thing than like just the world at large. Yeah, I I think I've moved to a place in my life where I have to have friends that I can be transparent with, Um, that I can really share my full truth without, Mm -hmm. you know, fear of judgment or misunderstanding I mean and sometimes that happens but like the type of friends that you can work through that with um there's just too much going on in life and in the world to like 
have friends that you have to walk on eggshells with and, and so like go through the authenticity of life with like I feel yeah. like that's the I feel like that's friendship is like knowing that like life is going to happen and I'm here to do life alongside you and you're here to do life alongside me and Everything whatever that looks like like make or break deal breaker right um, we're both right. human you know and we make mistakes mm-hmm. um and you know I've learned that a lot more in the past couple of years and I've definitely felt like I'm in a transformation I will say meditation and prayer mm-hmm. helps a lot um because again with the sitting with yourself sometimes you can get clarity um you know there's this other quote I heard that like if you focus too much on the past you inspire depression and if you focus too much on the future you inspire anxiety and I think a lot of times we don't realize how much our mind tells us a story right it could be as simple as you call a friend they don't answer you're like oh they're just busy they'll get back to me or oh no, that last exchange was really weird. They think- Now you're overthinking and you're in your head. And now you're in a whole, you're you're literally manifesting. And then they call you and they're like, oh, I was asleep. (laughs) You're like- And you're all weird. And like, why did I just waste that time? And so sometimes it's just taking that moment to just like chill and breathe and not take it personally, um, which goes to, you know, the four agreements, which are tough as shit too. Um, I think that those things help. And, and to be honest, like, I don't think that there's a prescribed right or wrong way, wrong way. I think it's, you do the best that you can and you try to keep informing your steps. Um, but with relationships, I definitely lean more towards the fear of honesty and, and lean into that. Like, you know, cause oftentimes what I'm scared to say or do on the other side of it is exactly the breakthrough relationship wise that I needed. So yeah, a little bit of courage sprinkled in there too. I love that. Ooh. I came to this um, realization recently and I love how like whenever like I'm going through something, it always comes together in a very like mantra type of way. And this one was, um, there is no truth. There is no truth without love or there is no love without truth yeah there is no love without truth been making and I don't know if this is like also getting to your 30s type of thing where you're just like I don't have no more fake to funk I just want to show up as is and be loved as I am but then it also challenged you to accept and love people as they are as well I think boundaries is a big thing in relationships and in friendships specifically in friendships that I've really been working through and I'm learning that the relationships that are for me I won't have to choose between myself and the other person right Um, choosing myself will also be choosing the other person and the boundaries that go with that I feel like are what strengthens a relationship and that's a spiritual hygienic practice that we don't give credit to is the boundaries that we set with our friendship and holding those holding up those boundaries whether it mean like I don't have the space today to talk about your shit or like a big one is I tell my friends and I tell my clients who come to me have people ask you before they just dump their shit on you like have them say hey do you have the capacity for me to unload and said and that's that's establishing healthy boundaries boundaries set up freedom within relationships it allows relationships to be more free um, and I think that's a very strong spiritual hygienic practice. Yeah. And it, I mean, that too takes courage. Like I definitely had a friend notice every time they hit me up, it was something negative or talking about people. And I, for a while, I just stopped answering. Yeah. Like, 
But then at some point you have to have a conversation. Yeah. And then I was like, listen, like I, it, to my spiritual hygiene and to, you know, I'm in a place, I don't want to do this with you. You know, I, um, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't fit my spirit right now. And I'm not condemning you for it. I just don't want to participate in it. Um, you know, and that there was even somebody who'd like kind of tried to come back in my life. And he was like, I just expected it to be the same. And I was like, well, we need to acknowledge that like we might've bonded in toxicity and we're not those same people anymore. At least I'm not. Um, and you know, he didn't like that very much, but I also realized I really didn't need him back in my life. And so, you know, I think that it's, it takes time to cultivate that discernment, but you know, that's one of, again, going back to like being in the industry that I'm in and, you know, the past couple of years of having that removed, I, it was eye-opening to realize how much I was in an industry that predicated on doing business with your friends and how much these people were not your, your friends. friends. Yeah. I've been hearing that a lot lately. I've been learning a lot about the ins and outs of the entertainment industry. Special place. <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah, I thought for a second I wanted to be in, like, I'm a writer. I've, I've always been in, like, the traditional art world. I'm a visual artist. And then there was a moment in the middle of the pandemic where I was like, let me maybe pivot to TV and film. And I went over there and I, like, learned and I talked to some people who were in the industry and I learned very quickly this is, it's, it's very little creativity and more business. Yeah. And you I'm gotta like, be in it and not of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it's, see, I don't know. That, that, saying do business with your friends doesn't really doesn't look like it translates over there in that yeah. space because how many of those people are actually your friend like listen it is a smoke and rares place but I think if you get your spiritual hygiene to a place there are mm-hmm. a lot of there are a lot of good people around and in it um who are very very clear about their boundaries yeah. and and protect their spirit in ways. And I think that's, you know, necessary because we, we do need more balance. Um, and I think it's, it's a, I don't know, I always used to tell myself, ideally in karma points versus popularity points. And, you know, there will be phases like popularity is so fleeting. You could be the it person now and down one moment and like people have ebbs and flows, but in a land of Instagram, nobody really highlights that, right? It's always the announcement, the list of this, of that, and the third. Nobody shows you that dark moment that happened before they got to that breakthrough. So I always, you know, pride myself on being transparent about the humanity of it. And I don't, um, I will say I no longer subscribe to what doesn't suit my spirit in any way. Um, and where that that leads me you know who knows but I think that the the moment you stop letting yourself grow and evolve out of what you thought you would see for yourself the moment you will get stuck in a really bad place and dark place yeah you gotta just stay open to what how that will change versus how you saw it and I think you know particularly with that industry where a lot of people pretend Mm-hmm. really be seeking out your authenticity because that's going to win over a lot of things every I always say authenticity is going to outlive a trend every yeah. time that part, every time how do you and maybe this can go to like the friends that you have now because I, I notice when you elevate yourself and then you get friendships who are also elevated 
you be like, damn, I had to, like you, first of all, you appreciate the work that you did to get to that point. Cause you realize like, wow, I wouldn't even be in the same space with these people if I didn't do the work and probably vice versa. How yeah. do you create conversations around spiritual hygiene as like almost as casual as this, right? Cause I feel like the spiritual journey is seen as something that can be lofty and not often, I guess, pragmatic to talk, to like bring into just everyday environment. So how can someone take a conversation like spiritual hygiene into like a brunch with their girlfriends? You know, like how is that? I think if you really are doing the work, they naturally just happen. Yeah. Um, and you find yourself in these like, not the bad me too, but a good me too moment. You know what I mean? Where, like somebody will express something that they, you know, some epiphany they had, some breakthrough they had, some clarity that they've reached. And then all of a sudden it's like me too. And here's the insight that I had. And here's the insight that I had because now you're on a, a different frequency. With yeah. And I think that frequency makes all the difference too. Like you don't, you don't have that. Um, and not to say that everybody's, you know, you get to this place where everybody's on the same page at all times. Like you're still very much going through different things in different ways. But the frequency of how you're looking at it is more aligned than it might have previously been. And so I feel like those those occurrences just naturally start to present themselves when you are. And, and if they don't, that going back to your earlier question is an indication of some work that might need to be done. Yeah, yeah. if you find that spiritual hygiene is not a conversation that you can have with your girlfriends and that's where you're at then maybe <laughs> some some analyzation there yeah, no, for sure. yeah. and what are the conversations you're have, having and how, how do they make you feel like have check-ins with yourself like how do you feel after that exchange yeah that's why I ask people and I make it a habit of I stopped asking people how are you doing and started asking them how are you feeling because I can't really do nothing about how you're doing I could do something about how you're feeling and I feel like that's not a question people ask like I feel like me asking it prompts them to ask themselves like how am I feeling yeah, I noticed that too. I started to say, how's your spirit? Yeah, because it's such a deeper question. Like, Also, there's just a lot of people where everything could be going well and right. they don't feel good inside. That is true. You know, what's that phrase? There's so many millionaires that kill themselves. Like they're, you know, especially during this time when people were isolated. Money does not buy you happiness. Doesn't. I buy a lot of things, but not in terms of- I'm trying to check out of capitalism as much as I can. <laughs> Are we all? <laughs> it's so, it's, it's, I'm not gonna say it's stressful. I think it's stressful dealing with people who are, who constantly tell you that there is no other way outside of capitalism and you knowing innately that there is. Yeah. And like almost looking crazy. Like I feel like half the time I'm like trying to convince people like, no, there's, I can walk in my purpose and not have to like subscribe to capitalism. Like I firmly believe that, but it's really hard because other yeah, people don't. Yeah. And I don't think keeping up is natural for the spirit at all. It's just not. It really isn't. It's just not keeping Keeping up just not for me. <laughs> and if that means that I'm not working hard enough, then I guess I'm not working hard enough. Yeah, no, it's not it. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to like kind of wrap up on this note because um, you had mentioned it earlier and I wanted to go back to it because I feel like as a Gemini, I really struggled <laughs> with sitting the fuck down. Um, but breath. I'm so grateful for breath. And you're an air sign too. You're a Libra, right? It's like right, yep. us air signs. We got all the breath in the world, but can't mm -hmm. fuck down. Mm -hmm. And I really want to tell people that the moment you sit down and really connect with your breath, 
a lot of a lot of what you're feeling will be alleviated. A lot of what you're feeling will dissipate because you just recognize it's me. There's a, there's a certain gratitude in knowing that you have breath. And as long as I have breath, I have life. And as long as I have life, I have purpose. Um, so yes. Do you have any messages for the collective? Anything that you feel like at this time is necessary as we're coming to what I feel like is a fracture, which I hope to be permanent in what it, what was and what could be? Yeah, we're definitely growing through change. Um, but I, I think it's as simple as what you just said is that you remember to take the time to yeah. breathe. Um, you said something to me when I called you one day and you were like, you have all the time. You have all, what did you say? You said, you have all the time, take your time. And that plays literally daily. I'm like, take my time. I'm not on no one else's time. Yeah, not like, cause listen, like I'm getting older, I guess you could say, even though I don't feel like it. Um, and there for the first time in my, a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, because my, I used to have a prayer going back to the keep up, right? That yeah. no two days would be the same. Yeah. And I did that for like 10, 15 years. And I was always tired. I was always strained. I was missing out on a lot of aspects of life. Now we had this great reset where I really got to take time to myself. And even now, like I have the blessing of a remote job and I can really just sit in here and talk to my plants and make a smoothie and just take my time and I think that you know in all that time that we're usually trying to figure everything out more comes to you when you sit down with yourself oh, hearing that <laughs> in some form or fashion so I think that people if there's anything I would tell the community is like people make excuses they make all the reasons why they can't start make reasons why you can't mm. and then start realizing when you do what's coming out of that and it might feel silly at first. You might not think you're doing it right. But the reality is, it's like, it's a practice. You, you cultivate it, you practice, you build it up. And then before you know it, you realize, well, this is why. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, on a funny, like, nerdy side of it, we're inhaling molecules that have all of existence's information in them. They're, they've never been destroyed. The energy never dies. We're breathing yeah. the same air in theory that the dinosaurs have, you know, the same molecules or what have you. So when I think about it that way, I'm like, okay, you know, let me just take a moment to commune with all of that knowing. Yeah. Um, especially in moments when I don't know. Yes. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. It's crazy because like even, you know, whether it's a medical emergency, whether it's an anxious moment, whether it's a panic attack, whether it's a stressful moment, whether it's a grieving moment, the, taking that time makes all the difference. It really does. And it, like, you can't say much more about it until you do it, you know? <laughs> you really can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you really can't. Actually, I found that when I started meditating and it took, it took it someone else telling me like, you know, you could get so much further if you just sit down. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let me try this sitting down thing. Yeah. And I started meditating for three minutes and 33 seconds. And it was the longest three minutes and 33 seconds of my life. Um, but I really did. I found release. I found cleansing. I just, I found so much when I just sit down yeah. and 
almost surrendered, almost surrendered. Yeah. To surrendered like, one word we didn't know. Natural order of energy, like yeah. just surrendered to, to what's happening. And you'll find where you need to be in flow and where you're out of flow. Um, and now we're at like 10 minutes, which feels so good. Cause it's a process, but it's so worth it. Yeah. I would have never, like, if you feel like meditating is not for me, trust me, I thought the same thing. Well, I can't sit to, I'm a person, I have to go to, to sleep to noise. Like literally everything. So then that is the counter to that because the world wants you to be distracted. The world wants you to be in disarray. The world wants you to be fully disconnected from who you are. Yeah. So, and I feel like when you're in the noise of this, you can't hear the, 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 yeah. vibrations and whispers of this because that's not as loud as this <laughs> this is always going to be loud and consuming and overly stimulating yeah oh i love it's a it process lean into it <laughs> process this is a journey there is no end there is no beginning and we are all not all on the same time which is i feel like what you were really saying when you were saying take your time Lord, like, oh it's because we not all, there's not just one time that we're all just on and some are ahead of others. Like we're all on our own individual timelines and things are going to happen for us according to our timeline. Exactly. Wise words from you. <laughs> Listen, I'm just sharing what yeah. I learned. But you could share because you've been there, you know, and you've, that's the difference between getting advice from someone who's on the journey with you. Go there. And I think that that's one thing to leave people with is like growth is not a landing place. It's eternal. So, you know, each new level, you're going to figure out new ways, but it's these core concepts and these, you know, these core disciplines, I think, that help us get out of anything. And I say that as I'm saying it to myself, you know, really establishing discipline, even routines and ritual is, is tough when you, you know, the, the opponent, the enemy just wants you to be lazy and idle so they can distract you further. Well, like you said, it's practice. 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 Where can I find you? Where can the people find you at? Oh, I'm at Mir Mir on most things. I'm not hard to find. <laughs> Mir M E R E M I Mir Mir. Yes. Yes. But it's not merely me. Um, but yeah, I'm out here in this universe trying to be great like everybody else. Yeah, yours amazing. Thank you for this conversation. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Yes, I hope you gained something if you listen to this. Um, and if you want to follow us, you can follow us at Spirituality, T-E-A-Y, where we get into the real tea of this journey of spirit and soul. Do it. Click the subscribe. Yes, please do. <laughs> and till next time. Thanks. We'll talk soon. Why don't you just let go and quiet down your ego? Don't complain about finance. I know your daddy weren't a real man. Go ahead and live your dreams. To me, you're stronger than a whole team. I know you can't relax, and you don't want me to know that. I see you work real hard. You wanna help your friends, but trust me, baby, you don't owe them. Don't. Take on people's problems I wanna see you smile 
Even when you think I'm angry It's true it might take a while But it's between you and me 